Yeah. So recently I took my son to an oral surgeon to get his wisdom teeth looked at for removal. And I had walked in to check him in and the receptionist there said, Hey, I know you, you're that realtor, right? I see you on Facebook. She said, I follow you. And I said, Oh, that's awesome. I was like, that's really great to know, you know? And so that really hit me because that doctor's office is about 35 minutes away from where I live. You know, it's in San Antonio. It's not close to me. And so for a platform to be able to get that reach, you know, um, outside of my area, it's just awesome. And it felt really good, you know, for somebody to say, hey, I follow you. And I don't know that person from anywhere. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind the scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the platform marketing strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm here today with Heather Murray uh, in in Texas. Um, Heather is in Wilson County, Texas, kind of in the suburbs, outer region of the San Antonio area. Heather, welcome to the Platform Marketing Show. Hi guys, I'm super happy to be here. And we are super happy to have you because you have a pretty cool story to tell. So since <laughs> since joining the Platform uh, Marketing Program, uh, Heather's uh, Heather's sales have gone from about seven million to over thirteen million, um, so she's pretty much doubled her business in the last couple of years, and she already had a successful business too. So that's the cool thing is that like when you're selling seven million a year, you're already doing quite well. You're in the top tier of agents, but you've grown from doing well to do you know to doing phenomenal, and yet like that's not even the coolest part. Your team has also grown, so you you know you've built a team in the last couple of years. And now your total team volume is up to 33 million um, total, which is which is pretty awesome because you are in an area of the country, obviously Wilson County, Texas. It's not like you're regularly selling two million dollar homes or something where it's, you know, easy, Mm -hmm. easy to get 30 million plus in sales like you're doing it the hard way, the old fashioned way where it's, you know, selling lots of three hundred thousand dollar properties, you know, et cetera. So um, that's. That's awesome. So when you when you first signed up, I know you joined kind of towards the end of 2020. So as we're recording this, you've now been with Platform for about about two years total. Um, how did how did you first hear about about the Platform Marketing Program? Heather Moots, um, she is a part of our brokerage, Homestead and Ranch Real Estate. And so um, me and her were chatting about it. And that's how I got to know what platform was and what y'all do. And I was kind of seeing her post and, you know, the content that was coming across her feed. And I'm like, where is she getting this from? You know, like, this is awesome. Um, And so we had just talked some more in depth about it. And I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger. It did take me a little while um, to make the decision to um, jump on. But it was a no-brainer um, once I saw, you know, everything that she was doing, you know, um, within platform. I said I have to do it. 
Yeah, I saw that uh, your your email address is, is it's heather at homesteadranch.com, right? Yep. So you're the mm-hmm. original, original Heather. The OG. They call me the OG <laughs> because I am the first Heather that started with Homestead and Ranch. So yes, That's I am cool. dubbed the OG. The OG. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm sure there's probably people who get you guys mixed up because they're looking at, you know, platform case studies. And it's like, oh, a Heather with Homestead and Ranch in the San Antonio area. And it's like, what are the odds that there's two of them that actually have really awesome, awesome (laughs) businesses going on. And yet you are the first, you are the OG. That's awesome. So uh, what, what were you doing? The first question I want to ask Heather is what were you doing to, to, to build your business to the point where you got to, you know, 7 million plus, because that's already impressive just in and of itself like most agents the average agent in the united states of america will never get to the point that they're selling seven million dollars a year and yet that's where you were actually before you ever even signed up for platform so what what types of marketing were you doing or what did you do to get your business to that point in the first place so I will be 100% honest. I was not putting a whole lot of money towards marketing dollars. Um, I feel like my business really did grow organically. And that's really because of you know past clients and referrals from those past clients. Family and friends really helped me grow my business. Um, but it's funny because my broker had asked the same thing, you know, how? Because I didn't really have the advertising out there. I was doing my own stuff on social media and trying to post, you know, consistently, you know, I knew that you needed to do that. Um, But I just don't feel that it was like really quality content that people were really engaging in, you know, I thought, oh, great, I'm doing a post, this is great, but wasn't really getting the engagement and people commenting and interacting, you know, with it. Um, You know, so I, I just didn't really have a whole lot of marketing and advertising dollars behind me, I feel like it was more just organic, um, yeah. you know, that my business. And Honestly, I think that's really healthy because it's not as if a business that's investing a ton of money into marketing is somehow better than one that's not, you know, you, you uh, don't want to get into a situation where the only reason you have leads coming in is because you're buying them because that's, that's kind of a, a symptom of a problem. If your own organic sphere and past clients aren't referring people to you to where you could build a successful business without paid advertising. Right. I think I think the proper role of doing paid ad campaigns is to pour fuel on a fire. But that means you have to have built a fire in the first place. Right. For sure. So, yeah, I feel like platform is like the icing on the cake, you know, for my business. Like it has helped like elevate, you know, my business. So you uh, you uh, got it to over seven million, essentially just by yourself, getting referrals, making sure that, you know, your past clients uh, we're, uh, we're always referring people to you. Um, are you from Wilson County originally? Did you have, you know, roots going back to where you had a bunch of social ties connections there or. I am not. So I am from San Antonio, which is not far, um, from where I live right now. Um, so I grew up in San Antonio in Bear County, and then I moved out to Wilson County about 12 years ago. My husband's family did, um, grow up out here in the area in St. Hedwig, um, which is super close to Lavernia where we currently reside. Um, and he works for a family business. It's Murray air conditioning. And so we decided to move our family out here. It just made sense um because the family business was out here okay cool cool what what was it about seeing some of heather moots's ads that made you think oh i want to 
you know, I want to um, try out this this platform thing? Was it any particular ad or was it just seeing the amount of engagement? Or I mean, was there what was it that made you want to that made you want to reach out? I wouldn't say that it was any particular ad. Um, it was the engagement for sure. And I felt like they were super catchy, you know, ads and really like drew you in like, wait, what is this? What is she doing? You know, and a lot of them were funny, you know, make you laugh. And, um, you know, I just I kept seeing those come across. I'm like, there's no, is she doing this by herself? Like, there's no way, you know? And so then I just started asking questions. And um, of course she gave me, you know, the rundown of platform. Okay, cool. Uh, what, um, what, what looking back have been your most successful ads that you've run? And I always want to preface this by saying, when I say the most successful or your favorite ads, I'm not really asking what got the most clicks or what were like the, what was technically the best ad. If you look at the analytics, right? I'm really more asking if you could look back over the last couple of years, which ads have you run that got the most like real life engagement where someone stopped you, you know, uh, you know, someone stopped you in real life, um, whether it's a church, the grocery store, um, a football game for your son or something and said, Hey, I loved this ad that you did. or I love this video where you actually got that real life in-person feedback that people are following you on social media. Are there any ads that stick out? We're like, wow, that, you know, this one just did really, really well. Absolutely. So there is one um, early on when I started platform and that's ducks in a row. That one, it was fun. Number one, um, I jumped into a pool and it was super cold. I want to say it was January. So in Texas in January, it can get pretty cold here. So our pools are still <laughs> super cold, you know, in that month. And so um, the engagement I got on that just with people out in public, you know, seeing them like that was super funny, you know, and how did you jump in the pool, you know, when your pool is probably 50 degrees, you know, 40 degrees. And um, so I feel like that one was super fun. And um, one of my favorites for sure, hands down, um, that was early on when I started platform. So how would you how would you describe the ducks in a row video script or kind of what the topic of that video is? To someone who's listening to this podcast that has no idea what you're talking about, they're like ducks in the row. Like what? Like what is the purpose or what is the script of that video? So the the purpose of that video is to let people know, of course, um, especially first time home buyers, you don't know what you're doing when you're buying a house. You don't know what you need to do to get your ducks in a row to purchase a home and what's important and what are those first steps. So that's really what that video is trying to tell the audience. Um, and it's super catchy just because we're throwing ducks and I have a team. And so we're throwing ducks to each other and um, jumping in the pool and then some other things that the girls did too. So it, it was just fun and interactive and kept people's attention. Uh, when you, when you first got started, and by the way, how long have you been selling real estate, Heather? Uh, it'll be 10 years this year. Okay. So you have, so you have a pretty good sample size. It's not like you just started selling three or four years ago. So if you got started 10 years ago, what did, what did the mix, what did the ratio look like of how many buyers you worked with every year versus how many sellers? Um, and has that changed since you signed up with, with platform? I feel like I have consist consistently, and even with platform, I primarily list over representing buyers. Um, I would probably give it an 80, 20% um, ratio. Okay. So usually it's about 80% listings. 
Yes. Okay. Have you have you ever had sellers tell you in like a listing appointment that like, oh, I've seen your seen your videos or I've seen your your marketing? Are they are they noticing on social they media? Are. Is is yes. is that sometimes the reason they're maybe choosing you to list their house? So it's initially getting me in the door to get a, you know, a listing interview. Maybe I might be going against, you know, two or three other agents. So they will bring that up, you know, when they're asking me the questions and, you know, I'll ask, you know, did somebody refer you or how did you find out about me? You know, and they'll say, oh, we saw your videos, you know, on Facebook or, you know, we saw these photos, um, you know, so I know that it absolutely a hundred percent works. Um, people are seeing it, um, you know, all over. And I know we were talking. Uh, we were talking before we hit record. And you, you, you had a couple recent stories that are worth sharing of just seeing platform work in in real life, where people have stopped you and told you, like, "Oh, I, I think I know you from Facebook." Would you mind sharing a couple of those stories? Yeah. So recently, I took my son to an oral surgeon to get his wisdom teeth looked at for removal. And I had walked in to check him in and the receptionist there said, Hey, I know you, you're that realtor, right? I see you on Facebook. She said, I follow you. And I said, Oh, that's awesome. I was like, that's really great to know, you know, and so that really hit me because that doctor's office is about 35 minutes away from where I live. You know, it's in San Antonio. It's not close to me. And so for a platform to be able to get that reach, you know, um, outside of my area, it's just awesome. And it felt really good, you know, for somebody to say, Hey, I follow you. And I don't know that person from anywhere. And so these are people that you didn't have like a pre-existing relationship with. Okay, yes. they had they had absolutely no idea who you were. You walk in, they actually just recognized you. Yes. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. What would what would you say, Heather? Like, you know, again, because you've been with platform now for about two years. So it's a it's a pretty good sample size of um, you know, of of, of time. Um mm -hmm. what would you say now, looking back at the last two years, is like the most valuable part of um of platform and how it's helped you grow your business? Because again, your your personal sales volume has increased almost doubled from about 7 to 13 million but your team's total has also scaled up to over 30 million so is it is it the branding that you think helps is it the the lead gen like the actual leads coming in like what would what would you say is like the number one thing specifically that platform um has done to help you grow your business so much in the last couple of years I would say the retargeting ads a hundred percent. I mean, those are constantly going through everybody's feed and that's all they're seeing. And so I'm constantly hitting them, you know, with new content, listing videos. Um, I just feel like, you know, I'm always staying in front of their face. And so definitely the retargeting. Absolutely. And uh, you've, you've uh, started in the last couple of years to build out a team. It's not a huge team. I know, I know you don't have like, you know, 20, 30 people, like some of these mega teams, but you have, uh, is it four? Is that right? Three or four? I do have four now. So we did just have another agent join last week. So okay, now cool. with me, it's a total of five. Okay, awesome. How how has platform or has has platform helped you build that team, whether it's feeding them with leads or have you attracted any agents because they saw your marketing? Or how, I guess my question is, how has platform influenced your decision to build a team? Because not everyone, you know, wants to build a team, but it seems like whatever you're doing is working. 
I feel like, again, it's a retargeting ads that have helped, you know, and all the marketing that have helped other agents see what we're doing um, and see, wow, you know, she is super consistent. She's doing, you know, different things, fun things, constantly, you know, shooting videos. And so I think when other agents see that, you know, and maybe they're not getting that with their current team or brokerage, they think, you know, maybe I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to ask. I'm going to see what this is about, see if maybe there's a possibility or option for me to join the team. And so you would say that some of the people that are currently on your team were actually influenced by seeing seeing your social media marketing campaigns. So, mm -hmm. Yes. Um, how, many, how many ads are you typically doing? A month like how many new uh whether it's photos or or videos how many new ads in an average month do you have going out i would say four to six and it really just depends on the month um you know with everything going on with kids family work and all of that but i, I try to shoot for four to six so let's just pick a number in the middle let's say five yeah. so in a course of a year uh five times 12 is 60 so that means in an in an average year you probably have 60 new ads going out. So what that means is that if someone is on your retargeting list, they've clicked on an ad, now they keep seeing posts from you, they'll see 60 different posts from you pop up in their social media newsfeed, you know, across Facebook, Instagram, um, 60 different posts throughout the year. I think that's why your business has grown so much because a lot of people don't zoom out, you know, and they don't see the big picture. That's like, well, you might you might have a couple of cool posts go out at any given month, but when you actually put it in annual terms, you yes. realize like, wow, if someone's following me, they didn't just see the, the same one or two ads over and over and over again. They saw 60 different ads from me in the, you know, in the last year. And so that's what makes you stand out from other agents. It's, it's crazy when you put those numbers together, you know, um, and think of that big number 60 and it's like, wow, that is a lot, you know? Um, so we really are, you know, hitting them hard with the retargeting and the ads and marketing. And it's no wonder that it works. What, uh, what are you typically spending Heather in a given month on the actual ads budget? Are you spending 700 or 1500 or what is, what is the normal actual Facebook ads budget? Average is between 800 and 1,000, and okay. I, I am a smaller market. Our area is smaller. I mean, I feel like we're small town USA for sure, so um, that is the average that I'm spending. And what is, what is like the, I mean, the uh, general population of Wilson County, do you know? Is it 50,000 or 500,000 or... So it, the numbers are off because if you drive through like and see our Lavernia marker population, I think it says like 13 or 1400. <laughs> like, so it's hmm. way off, like way, way off. Um, they need to, to get that sign redone. But I would say probably, I would say 28 to 30, 28 to 30,000. Okay. So it very much is still a small, a small area. It's, it's not really part of San Antonio. No, no. Okay. Okay. And uh, do you think that's helped your marketing, you know, being in a small town where people feel like they sort of can get to know you a little bit more than they might like an agent in a, in a bigger city where like you just kind of feel more part of the local community, if that makes sense? 
I do. Um, I, I think it does help being in a small town. It helps with, you know, my kids being in the school district as well. So, you know, I'm out at Friday night football games, baseball games. Um, you know, my daughter does tumbling. So I see, you know, moms and families, you know, there as well. Um, it, it is a real small town feel and, you know, um, platform marketing completely helps too. They feel like they know me, um, you know, just by ads, ads and the videos that I put out. So I feel like a lot of people, they, they can come up to me, you know, it makes me, you know, makes them feel like I'm approachable, which I am, but yeah, you know, right. um, it just helps, you know, for them to, to be able and come up and talk to me and feel like they can. Heather, how long did it take for you to, to actually feel like platform is working? Cause obviously platform is not cheap, you know, at the time we're recording this, you know, the normal price of platform, if an agent wants to sign up is $1,800 a month. And so it's not the cheapest marketing program out there. And so if you're going to start something like this, you obviously have expectations of like, here's what the return on investment needs to be. You know, I'm not just going to spend money and not get a return. Um, how long, and be honest, how long yeah. did it take you to where you could actually look at the numbers or look your husband in the eye, right? And say, Hey, this was, this was money well spent. Like, don't get mad at me that we're doing this. Like this is money well spent. Was it a year? Was it six months in? Was it 90 days in? I mean, how long did it take for you to actually feel deep down? This was a good decision to, to a higher platform. I feel like a year. Um, I feel like a full year. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, with real estate leads, you know, in doing that, it's it's a long game. It's not something that's going to be instant, you know, where leads coming in and, you know, you're going to go close a house in 45 days, you know, as soon as that lead comes in, it's it's the follow up, um, you know, which is super important. Um, but leads are a long game. So you, you have to have that expectation. Um, but I feel like, you know, once I started to get into a groove of this is what I need to do, this is the content that has to go out every month, um, you know, and felt like I was getting into a routine and people were really starting to notice it was a full year. Okay. And obviously that's been, that's been worth it because if you've grown, you know, uh, if you've grown your sales volume from around 7 million to over, uh, over 13 million, some basic math here. I'm not sure what all the details are of your uh, commission splits and fees and all that, but I would imagine your GCI just from your own personal production is somewhere between three and 400,000 uh, right. plus, plus obviously the fact that your team is producing another uh, 20 million in sales on top of your personal production. So yes. clearly there's been a pretty good ROI for you in the last couple of years, even wow. if it took, a full year to feel like, okay, this is really working. Um, and I want to double click on that because that's, that's a perspective that I think doesn't get talked about enough when you invest in a marketing program, whether it's frankly platform or anything else is that it's, it's a, it's a easy to dream about or think about, Oh, if I sign up for this or that, or you get like shiny object syndrome and my business will be so much better in 90 days that, you know, and that's how we think about evaluating um, a new marketing program or a new marketing strategy. And the reality is that almost anything is going to take six plus months to work. Um, because if it works faster than that, I would almost be skeptical that it's not very repeatable. Like if you get a massive return in one month on something, um, it's probably not going to stay that way. Because if it's that easy, every other agent is going to do it too, right? And then it kind of loses its... Um, it loses its its effect, and so I feel like actually part of 
part of the advantage of something like platform is precisely that it takes a year to work. So because it takes that long, that's actually a built-in advantage of the platform system because you don't have to worry as much about other agents jumping in and copying what you're doing, frankly, because they don't have the courage and the patience to stick it out for six to 12 months and actually see it start working. Yes. I, I will say too, it also took me getting uncomfortable, you know, um, and I feel like you're not going to reach your full potential um, and be successful unless you get out of your comfort zone and get uncomfortable. And so it took me getting into a routine and getting uncomfortable and doing some stuff that maybe I, I wouldn't have done before. So you didn't like filming videos, for example? No. No, I didn't like doing videos, <laughs> so I had to get over that really quick, and now I honestly just do it, and then it's done. I don't really want to go back and look at it because I am a perfectionist, and I will redo, 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 and so I just shoot it and and send it on. What have uh, been your most successful ads in terms of actual lead lead generation? I would say when we put together and compile our acreage home list or during the summer, our pool uh, homes with pools um, home list, those are a huge hit because we're in South Texas. I mean, come on, everybody yeah, wants a pool. It's so hot. <laughs> and so those those are what you're leaning on to actually fill the database with with leads. But obviously leads. Uh, leads themselves are not enough. You have to have a bunch of a bunch of retargeting ads going out. Um, I actually remember. I think you were the first agent that we ran the Valentine's Day uh, ad with with the roses last oh, year. Cool. Yeah, where it was cool. like, uh, um, how many roses should you buy? And then it was like three different photos of you with different facial expressions, kind of implying like if your wife is this mad, you need to buy this many roses. If she's that mad, buy that many. If she's this mad, yeah. you better buy the full, you know, the full bouquet. So it's kind of like a joke about um, how many, how many flowers to buy on Valentine's Day. But that's an example of, uh, I think, a an effective retargeting ad because it gets people thinking about you, makes them laugh for a split second, but it just reminds them that you exist, right? And it yeah. and almost precisely because it doesn't have anything to do with real estate, it doesn't have anything to do with new listings or homes for sale, people don't even realize consciously that they're being advertised to because it's not you talking about how great of a realtor you are or some awesome new listing you have coming up. It's just Heather Murray popping up in my newsfeed with something kind of funny and you're like, oh, cool, cool, yeah, right. And then they feel like over time they're getting to know you so that I think that's what results in in the referrals too. So that actually leads me to my next question is you've grown your business a lot. Your team has grown their business a lot. Again, the numbers are you've basically doubled from seven to over 13 million. And a couple of years ago, you didn't even have a team. And now your team is selling $20 million a year of, uh, of real estate. What, what percentage of that? And again, you can kind of just give an approximation here, but what, what, what general percentage of your business is kind of like referrals and fuzzy ROI versus like actual leads in the CRM that you're converting and setting an appointment with? I would say 85%. The the 85% uh, is what? Um, the retargeting ads and, and people just coming through um, organically, referrals from family, friends, um, you know, people seeing my my ads uh, in videos through Facebook. 
Okay, so um, only only maybe fifteen percent is actual leads. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's really really important to stop for a second and just uh, kind of analyze that because most agents, if they if they haven't done paid marketing before, whether it's you know you're buying leads from Zillow, Curator, Ylopo, Boomtown platform. I mean, there's tons of companies out there. I think there's this there's just this assumption. A lot of real estate agents have that, well, the reason I'm doing a marketing program is to get leads. And so if I'm not getting leads from it, like, why am I spending this money on on marketing? And one thing I like saying is that lead generation is not synonymous with marketing. Like way too many agents think those are just two synonyms. It's two ways of saying the same thing. And I would, you know, I would argue lead generation is maybe a part of marketing, you know, but like holistically, you have to think bigger picture about what is marketing. It's not just lead generation because what you just said there should stop anyone in their tracks if they're about to throw a bunch of money at buying leads. It's that looking at the last couple of years, you've more than doubled your business. Your team has sold, you know, an extra 20 million that they weren't selling several years ago because you didn't even have a team five years ago. Yeah. And yet you will look back at all this growth and say, hey, about only about 15% of it came from so-called leads that came in. The other 85% is kind of this fuzzy ROI, hard to track. We're just getting way more referrals than we were before platform or more random phone calls coming in that we're not even quite sure where that person found us, whether they saw us on Facebook or YouTube or what ad they saw. But it's obviously undeniable if your business is growing that much that 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 increased inbound uh, you know, phone calls or messages that's coming from somewhere, you know, they're probably being indirectly or, or directly influenced by all the ads you're doing, but it's hard to track, right? But that's 85% of it. I think agents really need to kind of just sit with that and realize like, you're probably not going to be able to track marketing at a certain point. Um, because it's not as easy as oh, Bill signed up, he clicked this ad, then he opted in, then I set an appointment, and then I listed and sold this house. It's almost never that straightforward. It never works like that. And I will say this too. I feel like it's really important. Um, before a platform in my real estate career, I never paid for for um, leads ever. I've never put put a dollar towards any lead generation system. Um, so I, I don't, <laughs> I just didn't do that. And, you know, now of course with platform, yes, we have that, you know, capability to, you know, run, run leads and have that CRM and it's an added bonus for sure. Um, but I've, I've, I've never um, been a proponent for having to pay, you know, for, for leads. Yeah. Because at the, at the end of the day, again, people forget that a lead, like we keep using this noun leads, like a lead is a person. It's a real human being that is, <laughs> is maybe like represented on the screen by just their name and email address. And it just, it's like, Oh, another a statistic in my CRM. Right. But that's a real person. Right. Yep. And real people typically have a much more complex kind of a, a messier buying cycle. It's not as straightforward as I clicked an ad. I got an email from Heather. I replied and then I agreed to meet her for coffee and then she listed my house. Right. Very often what it looks like is they maybe clicked on an ad, but they didn't opt in. Like they never at any point actually gave you their name and email. But because they clicked on an ad, then they're obviously added to your retargeting list. And what that means is they will keep seeing all of your posts every day for the next 180 days. So the way we have it set up with retargeting is it lasts six months or 180 days. 
and they'll keep seeing all of your posts and they're not just seeing the same ad because as you mentioned, let's say you're doing about five new ads a month. So in a given month, they see the five ads that you did that last month plus the five ads that you did this month. And so it's constantly new ads are being added to that to that retargeting mix. So over the course of those six months, at a, at a minimum, six months times five is they're probably seeing 30 different ads from you yep. over that time. And here's the kicker. If at any point in those six months, they click on any of those ads, the timer restarts for another six months. So you get another 180 days. So really, if at any point your ads are interesting enough to where they click on them, you could essentially keep someone on your retargeting list forever. And they'll just, keep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll just keep seeing all of, you know, all of your posts. And so that I think is actually much more, much more of a realistic way of thinking about what is the buyer's journey or the seller's journey of, you know, if, if it's a listing lead that someone's going on, it's like, it's not as easy as saying, oh, they came from this lead and they scheduled an appointment. It's, Hey, I don't know. Maybe they clicked on one of my ads 14 months ago. And they were kind of just doing research because maybe interest rates were higher last year. And they're like, you know what? I, I do think we want to move to Lavernia, but I'm not sure that, you know, now's the time. But they keep seeing Heather Murray's posts pop up constantly. And then a year later, they finally decide to reach out to you. At that point, even if you asked them, hey, what was the first ad that you clicked on? Do you remember how you came across? They will have no idea. Right. No, they just know they see me. They know they see me and I'm coming through their feed all the time. And that's all they know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, again, that's actually a strength. It's a um, it's an advantage of the platform marketing strategy that it's kind of hard to track because yep. <laughs> if it's hard for you to track and you're the one who has access to all the analytics and the data, if it's hard for you to track and you can't even really um, like reverse engineer, where did this lead come from? It will be impossible for your competition to ever reverse engineer what you're doing and try to copy it. Cause obviously they don't have access to all the analytics. They don't know what the click rates are on the various ads or where we're targeting them or how the retargeting is set up. So if another agent looks at your success and they're like, Oh, well, I'm just going to do what Heather's doing. Like they really can't cause they have no idea what's going on under the hood. Correct. They don't know the behind the scenes that's going on. Um, but I, I will say again, um, most of the time when I go on a listing interview, it is just a, hey, we saw you on Facebook. And that's my cue. And I know, hey, that came from platform. I know that that this is platform working anytime that someone tells me that. Yeah. I mean, like even, even for platform's own business right now, um, on sales and marketing every month, we're now spending between twenty and $30,000 a month. And I think the same thing is true of our business. It's like, well, I can, if, if a realtor signs up, I can maybe go back in the CRM and see like which campaign they opted in for, or they, they like requested information about the special trial on the, you know, platform website. But that may have been like eight months ago or 14 months ago, who knows how many ads they saw in between now and then, and what video or what ad is what kind of convinced them or persuaded them, Hey, maybe I should schedule a call and find out more about this. You know, it's, it's hard to track which specific ads you, you want to attribute to that success. But I think that's the beauty of it is that yes. as, as, as long as it's working, I don't really need, like, I don't care I which, don't. which particular ad gets the credit as long as I know that, Hey, I'm spending money on marketing and I'm getting way more back in ROI from that. That's, that's fine with me. Cause I know that no one can like reverse engineer or copy, uh, copy what we're doing. 
Yeah, or duplicate it, which I have had an agent try to do that and copy and add in the caption and, you know, all of that. And I've gone back to look and there you don't get any engagement, you know, comments, likes, clicks, you know, things like that. So um, it, it just doesn't work for them because obviously they don't know the behind the scenes. They don't know that the ad spin has to go behind it, you know, and, and all of that um, and the analytics, like you said, behind it. Um, but I also do want to say it's funny because that is the same way that I came in to platform was because of everything that I saw, you know, that Heather Moots was doing. I can't tell you a specific um, ad that she did or video, you know, that she shot that brought me in. I just knew I was constantly seeing her content and thought I need to know what she's doing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So let me kind of pivot here and ask you kind of a change of topic question. Mm -hmm. Um when you look at your your uh, personal life, like obviously you're making a lot more money now than you were in your business uh, uh, two or three years ago. Again, even though I will say two or three years ago, you were already successful by any standard of real estate agent, you're even more successful now. So what are some things in your personal life that maybe you or your family have been able to, to do or experience or buy because of where your fi family's uh, financial situation is now? Um, we were able to purchase an RV, um, to take down to the coast. So, you know, we live in South Texas and we live near the coast. So we were able to purchase an RV and take it there during the summers, which is awesome, you know, for my family, because it's just quality family time, you know, down at the coast with family and then a bunch of friends go down there. So we've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, we were also able to buy a third vehicle um, to take back and forth um, to the coast um, because of that. So, um, you know, just to create those memories and, and bonds with my family is, you know, irreplaceable. And I'm going to guess, so it'll be embarrassing if I'm wrong, but your oh. your son is your son's name. Is it Cade? It's Caden. Caden. We'll, okay. We'll, I was yeah, close. we'll call him Cade for short. <laughs> All right. I, I was close. Okay. So. Because he's in high school now. I mean, he's sophomore, senior. What is he? He's a sophomore. Okay. Because I've seen you post all the time about like, hey, here's you know, here's him playing football, or here's him. I think he's a pitcher, right? In baseball. Yeah, pitches in baseball. Right now, we're in baseball season, so yep. it's all baseball mode right now. <laughs> and by the way, me seeing all this is because obviously we're friends on Facebook. So this is just proof yeah. that if you regularly are creating content, you mm -hmm. can feel like you know someone. Even yeah. though you and I have never had an in-person conversation before, I think we've had maybe a couple really brief phone calls, but um, we've never, we don't, we don't know each other at all. And yet I feel like I know, oh yeah, you know, she has a son who plays football and you know, he's yes. a, he's a pitcher on the baseball team. So you have, you have kids that are obviously still at home. So uh, being able to take vacations with them and spend more time with them, it's kind of like there's, there's this imminent sense of urgency of a, of a deadline, because if he's a sophomore, there's really only two full years left. And then eventually he's out and, you know, on his own and he's an adult. And so I, um, I'm <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like super important to create memories, you know, while your kids are, well, still, still kids. Right. Uh, by the way, I'm a, I'm a nerd on this because my dad owned an RV dealership growing up. What type of art, uh, what, what type of RV did you buy? Um, I would have to ask my husband. <laughs> I don't know, like all the technical terms. Um, it's not a fifth wheel. Um, so we have to, you know, pull it behind the truck. It's not, you know, a fifth wheel that you can like connect. You okay. Know, so it's a travel vehicle. trailer. Okay. Um, cool. And you, uh, you go down to the coast in the, in the summer is it like long weekends type thing, or how long are you typically down there? 
So we had been leaving our RV there the entire summer and then going when we're able to go. Oh, um, okay. And yes. And so if we, you know, are able to get away on a weekend, then we could just drive down there because it's already there um, at the RV park that we stay at. Oh, okay, cool. So you've kind of just like rented a spot there kind of for the whole, the whole summer. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very yep. cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's fun. And we've got a lot of friends that do the same, you know, and they go down when they can. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. I, those, those are the stories I always like to kind of uncover because, you know, you hear, Hey, someone's business grew from five to 10 million or from 10 to 20 or, you know, from your, in a, in a year story, your team's now selling, you know, 33 million a year. So it's like, cool. That sounds like this big number. And you're just kind of thinking mentally of what the profits would be on that. But profits are ultimately just numbers on a, a piece of paper. It's like, what? Are, how has it actually changed your life? Like, what are the actual things you get to do now that maybe you weren't doing before? And so it's always cool hearing hearing those stories about, you know, how you get to spend some of that uh, money. Yeah, it's definitely my family for sure and my kids, you know, to create those memories um, because time just flies so fast. My daughter's six. So, you know, I really see it and I really feel it, you know, with my son being 16, you know, I just see that that time really, really flew by. Sure, sure. So a, a, a couple of quick questions about your market. Um, sure. What is what is the typical uh, what is the typical price point in your market? Are you selling? you know, $800,000 homes, $300,000 homes, what would you say is like the average for you and your team? The average right now is 500. 500. Okay, cool. And is that for like a single family home? Is that for something with some acreage? What is what is a typical transaction for you guys? Single family home on an acre or more. That is our market in our area for sure. That's what people are looking for. Okay. Yep. Um, is it, are you, are you often picking up like first time home buyers or is it move up buyers who also have a home to sell? What do you typically see coming in from the social media marketing that you're doing? I would say move up buyers for sure for our market, just the price point, um, of course. So we, I, I feel like more that, but we are also getting some first time home buyers as well. Uh, but the majority I would say would be move up. Okay. What are, what are the typical hours that you find yourself working on a given week? I know that different months of the year, you're probably working a lot more than maybe some other months, but, um, you know, to, uh, to, a sustain a level of production, you know, where you're selling 13 million plus again, your team is selling 30 million plus, um, are you working like 80 hours a week to do that? Are you working 20 hours a week? Like, what would you realistically say on a, any given day? How many hours are you working a day? I would say it's really hard because I honestly feel like it's always 24 seven. I'm doing something that's real estate related 24 <laughs> seven. I'm like, it is all day. If I'm not doing something for a social media platform post, you know, ads, you know, I'm working with clients, uh, listings and putting, you know, listings into MLS. So I just feel like it's always real estate 24 <laughs> seven. Constantly. Yes, I do. So, uh, as you, again, as you, as you look back at scaling your business, building the team, was it a conscious decision of, I want to build a team and you wrote out a business plan and you started like recruiting agents or did it kind of just happen where they approached you? How did the Heather Murray team come about? 
So I always knew that I wanted to grow within real estate and I knew, hey, eventually I want to get my broker's license. I want to have my own team. You know, these were my goals. And so um, the way that my team came about was when I joined Homestead and Ranch Real Estate, I would say I was maybe with them for a few months and my broker approached me about starting a team. Is it something that you want to do? And I said, absolutely, <laughs> you know, let, you know, let's do this. And so, I mean, it was really in a conversation that that took off. And then here we are now, you know, with my team, um, total of five with me. And then I also got my broker's license, which that was a huge, you know, goal of mine as well. And I did that last year. So is there, is there a long-term goal of how many people you want on your team or what your sales, sales volume goals are, let's say for the next two or three years? I, if I'm being honest, I really don't have a set number for that. I just feel if I continue to grow exponentially every single year and I do more than I did the year before, that's a success for me. Yep. And you know, it's, it's funny. Like I have that exact same mentality for platform. Like people ask, Oh, what are your, what are your goals? What are your financial goals? Or what's <laughs> your, what's your revenue goal? And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I just want to keep creating awesome marketing campaigns and keep our clients really happy. And I think if you focus more on the process of just keeping your clients happy and doing good work, then you'll probably grow. <laughs> and yeah, frankly, <laughs> frankly, if you don't, you won't, you know, so I don't like, I honestly don't have a goal. When someone asks us that, my honest answer is like, I don't know, we just want to do really good work and stay creative and make sure our clients are happy and that they're growing because if their businesses are growing and they're happy with us, then we will probably get referrals and we will grow too. Yes. And you'll just continue to grow. I agree. I don't like to live by like a strict goal number, you know, I just know for myself, Hey, I did better than last year. I'm doing great. How many, uh, how many potential deals, Heather, do you think that you or your team maybe missed out on last year because of the crazy interest rates going so high and just kind of scaring buyers? Like, would you say that you missed out on one or two or 10 or how many, how many potential transactions or leads do you think uh, you, you guys missed out on last year because of interest rates? I, I mean, I would say as a whole for the team, I would say between 10 and 15, probably. That's, that's a crazy, and I, like, I uh, don't mean to say that to inject a bunch of pessimism oh. in, in, into the conversation. I think it's actually a reason to be optimistic because it will be the opposite of that here in 2023. I think all those people that were scared and they didn't want to pull the trigger last year on moving this year, they're like, all right, I'm back in interest rates seem to have stabilized. There's not this sense of like volatility of just who knows what the market's going to do <laughs> the, uh, the uh, way that it was all last year. So again, if you grew your business that much last year, um, like imagine what, what your numbers would have looked like if you had another 10 transactions you know, from all those people that just kind of postponed, right? Because it's it's not like all those people are like, oh, I guess I'll just never buy a house or never move. It's that they're simply just postponing into the future yes. to when they feel a little bit more comfortable. And they're already starting to come back. So that's, you know, a really good sign for sure. <laughs> are you... Uh, are, are you feeling, I mean, I, I know we're, uh, we're recording this podcast episode originally in February of 2023. So again, maybe someone's listening to this a year from now or six months from now or whatever, but it was recorded in February of 2023. 
What is yes. your gut? What is your gut feeling right now about what the market is going to look like in 2023 versus what it felt like in 2022? Oh my gosh, I, I think that this year is going to be a really good year. I honestly feel like that. Um, January still felt a little bit slow, but here in the last three weeks, it has really taken off in our market. And I don't know, you know, what it's doing, you know, in other markets, but in our market specifically, I mean, you were seeing people come back out, you know, and I feel like too, with the interest rates, it's all about educating them, you know, and educating them on, hey, you can do a two one buy down program, you know, there are other options out there, you know, to get around this to make you feel better, you know, to get you into a home if that's what you truly want. So I, I already feel that and it's early on in the year. So I feel like it's just going to continue throughout the year. And once we really hit spring, summer selling season, it's just going to take off. All right, Heather, I have a couple more questions here. Um, sure. And then we'll wrap up the conversation. I wanted to ask you about when you, when you pick up listing leads and you're trying to like secure that seller business, how do you work platform into that conversation and your platform strategy of like, you know, if, if you're talking to a homeowner and whether or not they ever ask the question, how are you different from other realtors, right? You know that that's what they're thinking, even if they don't verbalize that out loud. Um, how do you mention platform? I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm assuming you're probably not mentioning platform by name, but how do you mention this marketing strategy that you're using when you're talking to sellers to kind of communicate to them that, hey, I actually do a lot more marketing than other agents do. I'm not just going to put a sign in the yard, take some pictures, and then wait. You know, like, how do you talk to your sellers about all of the, all of the marketing that you're doing? And it's funny because that's exactly what we say to them is, you know, we're not that agent that's just going to put the sign in the yard and let it ride and just, hey, let's see what happens. We, I do have a marketing company and I don't think I specifically say, you know, platform, um, but I say, yes, we do use a marketing company. You know, we, we shoot these listing videos, there's ad spin behind it. We have a retargeting audience, you know, and it could hit up to 50,000 people, um, you know, that are specifically looking you know, for something like your property. And so we really do, you know, put the additional marketing and social media behind your property uh, to get it sold. It's not just a sign in the yard and, hey, let's see what happens. So your sellers definitely know that you're doing a lot more to promote your properties than any other agent. Like you're making that very clear to them. Very clear. And then they'll go back and they'll look at the Facebook video and then I'll get like a text message, you know, from them. And they're like, Hey, that was really cool. Like we really like that video, you know, and great, great job or, you know, something like that. Okay. Awesome. So it sounds like you're definitely leveraging that to help not just get the leads in the first place, but actually convert the leads and make sure that they list with you and not some other agent. Absolutely. What has been the longest term um, of like, the uh, point of a lead coming in and then them finally deciding to work with you, whether it was to buy or sell, like what's the highest hanging fruit you've seen of like, Oh, I got a lead a year and a half ago and they finally just bought with me or sold with me. I mean, what is it a year? Is it two years? What would you say is the longest that, that the uh, longest that the retargeting had to take to finally work on someone? 
I would say a year. Um, so again, like I said earlier, it's a long game. You know, those leads are, and it's really important, you know, to nurture and follow up, you know, with those leads so they don't forget about you. I mean, obviously it's great with the retargeting ads and they'll see that on Facebook, but, you know, you do want to, like you said, they're a person, <laughs> you know, it's actually a real person with a heartbeat. You want to make that connection with them, but I would say a year. Okay. So because you said, you know, it's it's taken a year and you also said that it was about a year into where I really felt like platform was a good decision. Yep. I mean, what that means, let's be clear, is that essentially the first 11, 12 months you were with platform, you kept doing it even though you kind of were, were like, well, I don't really know if this is working. Like, I I hope it's working. Right. I, I want <laughs> yes. it. I want it to work. Uh, yeah. In a, in a your case, you're probably thinking, I see it working for Heather Moots <laughs> and, and some other agents, but you honestly weren't sure even 11 months in, did I make a good decision here? Like, is platform actually worth the money that I'm spending on this? So the uh, question I'm asking is, what would you say to encourage or what would you say to give perspective to all the agents that might be listening to this podcast right now? that are in that spot. Like they've maybe been with platform for six months or nine months or 10 months or 11 months. And they're in that exact spot where they're like, I, I really hope this works. I want this to work. But honestly, I'm not sure if, if I can actually say I'm happy with the results so far, because you said it took you about a year to, to, to really see. And then obviously in hindsight, your business is like doubled and it's, ab it's absolutely been financially worth it. But what would you say to encourage someone who's kind of in that like valley right now where it's like, oh man, I've spent some money, but I'm, I haven't yet got the return. What would you say to just give them perspective based on your experience? I would say the risk is definitely worth a reward in this. And you really have to just listen to your account manager and what they're telling you to do and doing those ads and doing the content and shooting those listing videos. Because even let's just say you're a new agent, you know, starting out and you don't have, you know, a book of business coming through. If you make yourself look busy, you will become busy. That's really how that works. And so if you just stay at it, and I promise, I promise, I promise, if you grind it out, it will pay off and it will work for you. Um, you just have to keep doing the content and doing what they're telling you to do. I think what you just shared there is an incredible insight that even if you're a newer agent, you don't have a lot of business going on, you might not have any leads in the pipeline. Like maybe you're looking forward at your next quarter and you're like, oh my God, I literally don't have a single client I'm working with, like there's not even one, make yourself look busy, even if you're not, because people are attracted to agents who look like they're busy. Cause obviously you want to work with a realtor that you assume is successful. Like if it looks like they're out there regularly selling homes or going on showings, like you want to work with someone who's successful because it's just social proof that other people trust that person. Right. So even if you're not busy, create a lot of retargeting ads and make it look like you're busy. And then that's how uh, that's how business comes in. Because as you said, you built your business to over seven million a year in sales volume without spending a single dollar on advertising. Yeah. Just because True. you made made yourself look busy and you got the referrals and over time, you know, people started noticing, hey, Heather's, you know, Heather's a good agent. You were posting on your own social media organically, but you yes. got to seven million without ever spending money on ads. So I think that's uh 
that's just proof of that. Yes. And you just have to get uncomfortable. You know, like I said earlier too, I did not like shooting the videos, but you will get used to it. If you start doing it on a regular basis, you'll get over it really quick. Yep. Yep. Cool. Heather, uh, any, any last minute tips or advice or anything you'd want to share with uh, realtors listening to this podcast? I would say the market, obviously for realtors and especially in my area, it is super saturated, but you can't use that, you know, to hinder you or say, you know what, I'm just not, I'm not going to give it a shot. I'm not going to try this ad or I'm not going to do this or that. You just have to go for it. You have to go for it and just do every day, just wake up and Hey, what is on my list? What is on my to-do list and knock it out. Yeah. It's, it's that consistency over time because in any given month, it's not that doing five ads this month, let's say, is going to radically change your life, change your business because you had five ads go out. But if you do five ads every month for 12 months, then yeah, if people on your retargeting list have seen you 60 different times in the last year with a you know wide variety of listing videos, photos, ducks in a row, video, all these kind of crazy retargeting ads, if they've seen you 60 times in the last year, then yeah, absolutely your business is going to grow you're going to get more referrals. Your past sphere is going to refer people to you at a greater rate than they were before. You know, um, yeah, your business is going to grow, but it doesn't happen in a month or two months or even three months. It's going to take probably six to 12 months to see the return on investment there. But when you do see it, it's a, uh, it's pretty cool. Cause I mean, just super quick napkin math in my head. I mean, your personal income has probably grown by what, 100, 200 some thousand since you signed up with platform. And so when you put that into perspective, if it's, if it's 200,000, it's like, well, platform costs, when you look at the cost of the platform program and the ad spend, so all, and it's probably about $30,000 a year, something like that. It's like, well, that sounds like a lot, but is 30,000 a lot compared to making an extra 200,000? Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like that's, that's the return on investment of why it's worth it sticking it out for that year or however long it takes. Because when you look at the numbers, it's like, well, yeah, in the short term, it probably felt really scary. But now that you have the proper perspective of, you know, having, having been doing this for two years, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. The math, the math makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's just having the expectation too, because so many people are instant gratification and they need to have that instant gratification. So if they have that expectation, you know, upfront that, Hey, it is, this is a long game and you are going to have to work at it. You know, it'll, it'll go um, by much easier and smoother for them. Well, Heather, again, congratulations on your business growth that, you know, just a couple of years ago you were, in the early processes of building a team. Um, and now, you know, you have, uh, five, five team members, you, you know, sold 33 million last year total before you ever signed up for platform, you know, your personal production was 7 million. Um, and you'll, you'll probably hit 40 million this year. Cause I fully expect that the market is going to be even stronger than it was last year and you're growing. And so, I mean, that's, it's, it's really cool to see that kind of growth, even though you're in, a smaller town. So it's not like you're in, you know, LA or Houston, no. <laughs> you know, Houston or Chicago or some massive market where there's millions and millions of people. You're putting up those kind of numbers in an area where your greater area has fewer than 50,000 people. So, yeah. uh, congratulations on that success. Cause you've, you've definitely earned it. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And platform has definitely helped me with that too. All right. Well, I will, I will see you this summer at the platform rodeo. Yes. And then oh, I will, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you should, you should totally bring your RV because a bunch of people did last year. I know Heather and Veronica. Yep. They actually drove up all the way from Texas to the rodeo last oh, year. Neat. I know the uh, Remy's who are up in McKinney, they actually took an RV and came all the way up with their family. So I'll have to hopefully see you guys at the rodeo this summer i'll get with heather on that too i'll see like what her plans are and maybe we can figure something out <laughs> yeah you totally should and then i'll see you at the mastermind yes too, so. gotta be there too and then i need to find out from my husband what kind of rv we have because i feel really dumb not knowing that <laughs> cool well again thank you for your time i know you're um i know you're busy and guys we'll see you on the next episode of the platform marketing show